0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's NHL Trade Deadline Day on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brought to you by Touchback Safety, open for all of your training needs. With in depth discussion and analysis, here's Bob Stoffer. Hey, welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with a cast of thousands for today's extended version of Oilers Now, which is brought to you, as always, by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, we will tell you that the Edmonton Oilers have made a trade. Uh, it has been registered. There's going to be some unique challenges to it uh, pertaining to some immigration issues, but the Oilers, TSN's Bob McKenzie, uh, Kevin Week, who of course does this show every Thursday from the NHL network was actually the first man to report the trade. The Orders have acquired left shot defenseman Dmitry Kulikov, a former first rounder of the Florida Panthers. He'd been playing in New Jersey this season, uh cap hit below one point two million for a conditional fourth round pick that could theoretically become a third round pick. Um based upon a bit of the Oilers' success and maybe a bit upon Kulikov's success as well. So we'll endeavor at some point over the course of the next three hours to see if we can uh, uh, pull together an opportunity uh, to hear from uh, Dmitry Kulikov. We will uh, be bringing aboard in the first hour of the three-hour segment today Reed Wilkins, who will join us in about 15 seconds' time, Hart Levine from Puckpedia at 11.15 today, Rob Brown from the Oilers' Radio Network at 11.35, John Shannon our NHL insider at 145. A reminder that you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063 Ashley Fine Floors. Find everything you'll need for your next flooring project at 143rd Street on 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. Again uh, this is our special trade day coverage. Uh, the Oilers acquiring Dmitry Kulikov from the New Jersey Devils for a conditional fourth round pick that theoretically could become a third. Edmonton had about $2.3 million in cap space with both uh, James Neal and Kyle Turris on the taxi squad. That's been halved because Kulikov comes in at a 1.15 cap hit. I do not believe at this stage that uh, there has been any retainment uh, from New Jersey. This has happened basically because of the fact that Caleb Jones... And William Lagason, uh, and maybe it was a tall order for Lagasin specifically since he was a rookie, haven't really claimed a spot yet uh, full-time on the left side. Obviously, Chris Russell is going to play. Darnell Nurse is having a wonderful season. And Kulikov is a guy that can play uh, significant
1: uh, minutes. Let's bring aboard Reed Wilkins. Reed, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me on. And I think significant minutes is the key phrase that you just used there. And this is a player that I I would hope the coaching staff is going to trust because he's a veteran, 30 years old, uh, 715 games in the NHL. And and you look at his ice time, he's playing 19 and a half minutes for the New Jersey Devils. And that's exactly what the Oilers need, somebody on a second pair who can play around that uh, amount of time. I I think Jones and Laguson are the guys that are going to be bumped out because of this. I think Chris Russell now becomes the third pairing guy on the left side. And Jones and Laguson, as we've seen repeatedly, often don't get used that much. Jones at 13 and a half minutes, Laguson at 14. But they've had, you know, many games where they've been around to 12 11 I think even one of them had like an 8 minute game a few games ago so you know it's it's not a splashy deal it's certainly one that isn't going to uh transform the the defense offensively though they have a couple of guys already this year that that are doing really well offensively so if he can help stop the cycle shut down a little bit maybe pair up with uh Larson as a bit of a rugged pairing I I think that's fine for the Oilers.
0: Yeah, a couple things here. I mean, there's some things that didn't happen this year, and one of the things that didn't happen is the Oilers basically gave Evan Bouchard one game on the left side, and that game turned out to be against the best team in the Canadian division, the Toronto Maple Leafs, on a night in which they started their backup goaltender Miko Koskinen with Ethan Bear coming off of an injury. And uh, in a year in which Bouchard reported to camp in better shape than anybody else. So, uh, you talk about the coaches, the coaches played a factor in this happening, because they they were uncomfortable with going with a rookie uh, a right shot rookie on the left side and i think there's complete comfort from the organization that if one of uh, barry or bear or larson got hurt yeah bouchard could play at that stage but there seemed to be a significant reluctance and some would say an obstinate uh, obstinate stubbornness from the orders from even considering evan bouchard on the left side um and, and if anything, they were more open to giving Lagus numerous opportunities. Uh, the other thing for me, Reed, is the size of the defense. When the Oilers have Tyson Berry along with Caleb Jones – and Ethan Bear and Chris Russell in the lineup. They're too small. That's all there is to it. The team event, like by next, by this time next year, Evan Bouchard's going to be playing every game. The only question is, by this time next year, will Philip Broberg be playing every game in the third pairing left shot as well? At what point does Broberg become that guy? So I'd like to, you know, sort of, sort of get your thoughts on that just in terms of the changing complexion of the defense and whether or not this is a little bit of an impetus to, to add a little bit of size. The Oilers have a lot of size coming, by the way, in project-type defensemen like Marcus Niemelainen, who suffered an injury, by the way, on the weekend down in the minors, along with uh, Dmitry Samarukov. The floor is yours. Reed. you have one minute.
1: Well, I, I think you make a good point, and Kulikov's listed at 6'1", about 200, 205 pounds, so a little more bulk back there. And, and I don't mind seeing that, because I, I think we've seen the challenges that the Oilers have, against toronto montreal and winnipeg and i know they just lost a game against calgary but let's face it those are the other three top teams in the north division and especially toronto and montreal those are the teams that have given the Oilers the most fits. How do they do it? Well, they can get in on the Oilers defense and they can cycle the puck and then they can create a lot of frenzies in front of the Oilers net. I I thought, especially, you know, Toronto has been good at that because they have a lot of skilled players who can keep plays alive. So I think a player like Kulikov who can stop the cycle, clear the front of the net, hopefully, actually, I didn't check his blocked shots, Bob. He has 72 hits, so he's 79th in the NHL. So, uh, not bad. He's blocking. He doesn't have a lot of blocks. He has 39 blocks on the season. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I I think in terms of being able to match up against those teams, I mean, Winnipeg has some big forwards. that can get in there and grind against the Oilers. So, you know, this is probably you got a Nurse and Barry pairing who are able to move the puck. We know Barry at times has a little bit of trouble defending nurse is a bigger body who can, who can play a physical game. But I, I think there's a potential for Kulikov and Larson to be really strong and, and to be able to, you know, enforce the front of the net and make that area a hard area to get to. Now the, the puck moving might still be a question here. Um, you know, we know Larson is not elite in that area. I'm I'm in the we'll see here school with uh, with Kulikov in terms of how he is going to blend in there. But but I I agree. I think from a size factor and from the experience factor. And I I want to reiterate that what you were saying the trust from the coaching staff, a player that can. Probably play around 20 minutes a night and take maybe, you know, help nurses load a little bit or even help Chris Russell's load a little bit. I think that's a good potential there, too.
0: Yeah, and it's an interesting situation because when Kulikov broke into the league, he did see a little bit of power play time with the Florida Panthers, and then they went and ended up getting Ekblad in 20. uh, What year would that have been? The 2014 draft, and then there was a little bit of role change over the next couple of years. He was ultimately off to Buffalo and then spent uh, three seasons with the Jets, two of which he did get uh, significant playoff time for Winnipeg in 18, 19, 19, 20. So, Reid, uh, skill testing question. How many contracts are the Edmonton Oilers now at?
1: Uh, they have 48 now.
0: They have 49 contracts 49, and that does not no, include, that does not include Philip Roberg, who's on a slide deal. So that is interesting, uh, because it could potentially impact a couple different things. Number one, it could impact the owners have limited cap space. We're going to bring in a guy here shortly in about one minute's time. that's going to educate us on that. Reid, we'll let you get back to, uh, are you hearing anything else at this time, Reed?
1: No, just uh, just watching some of the names. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with with Derek Ryan, and obviously, you know that's a guy you and I have followed pretty closely. And the the fact that uh, you know Alexiak's name is being thrown around. Yeah, you know there are some rumors about him in Edmonton. I mean, man, that would be uh, a heck of a get. Of course, he is a. Uh, as the others just have now tweeted it out officially as well about uh, about Kulikov those are the, and and Hoffman too you know I'm curious to see what happens yeah with, I'd be surprised uh, with I'd Blake be Hoffman.
0: I'd be surprised on Hoffman. I, I don't think he's Ken Hitchcock's. I shouldn't say that. That's, that's just wait and see uh, what happens. The issue for Edmonton right now is they're at 49 contracts. It doesn't include Broberg. Who's on a slide. Does he come over at the end of the year? How much of the season is left in the minors? Uh, they're not going to burn a year this year on uh, Dylan Holloway, given the, 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 injury. Uh, but do they end up having to move a contract potentially out if they make another deal as of 15 minutes ago at 11 o'clock, uh, Derek Ryan had not heard anything, uh, the belief is that the Calgary Flames were, were trying to get something done for Ryan. Uh, I don't know how open they would be to eating some money because the only way he could get moved to Edmonton is if uh, they took a contract back and then if they ate half his salary. And I, I don't necessarily see the Flames doing that. Reed will uh, get you to rejoin us at 12.05. Thanks for your time, man. Sure. Thanks, man. We're stepping out. Uh, we're about, uh, 15 minutes into our ongoing coverage. Again, the Oilers making a subtle addition, picking up Dmitri Kulikov, a defenseman playing about 19 minutes a game from New Jersey. Veteran left shot, defensive defenseman. You can text us your thoughts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 7804960063. When we come back, the cap machinations with Hart Levine, uh, who will join us out of Southern California from Puckpedia. You're listening to extended trade deadline day coverage of Oilers now. You're listening to special coverage of the NHL Trade Deadline. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. Only on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Bob Stoffer. It's 1119 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you with a cast of uh, thousands of Edmonton owners acquiring Dmitry Kulikov from the New Jersey Devils. It puts them up to 49 contracts, and it also really limits uh, what they can do from a cap flexibility perspective. To educate us on that and more, uh, from Puckpedia, we welcome back to the show Hart Levine. Hart, how are you?
2: Busy days. Doing well. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. Uh, So, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are currently in LTIR. One of the things I want to do right away, just before we get to Edmonton's situation, the Toronto Maple Leafs made a trade for former Oilers draft pick Riley Nash. who never ultimately would sign at Edmonton because he refused to play in the minors, uh, which happens sometimes with NCAA players. Anyhow, I digress. They made a trade at the time in which he was injured, and some people thought, well, did they do that trade so they could get his cap hit and apply that to LTIR, which would allow them to spend that much more. Is that how that works? Can you clarify that for us?
2: Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. What? Yes, they got to add them to their LTIR pool, but they also added as cap it to their total. So it really is like a net neutral impact for them. The, the kind of tricky part or the sneaky part that they did is basically they got to add a player with no impact to their cap situation for the regular season. And then he'll be available in the playoffs potentially when there's no cap. Um, so, yes, they added him to their LTR pool, but their team cap hit goes up. So they both go up by the same amount. So there's no they can't do something extra with that space. They just basically got got him for for no net cap impact uh, during the season.
0: Okay, uh where just to confirm, with the addition of Dmitry Kulikov, does Puckpedia now have the orders at 49 contracts?
2: Um it's a good question. We Yes, because they are the a slide eligible. Yeah.
0: Right. And so, and, and where we're going here with this is we're in a situation where the, the, the slide eligible is on Philip Broberg. So if, if we assume that they're bringing Broberg over at the end of the season, they are at 50 contracts. So if they make another trade between now and one o'clock, which is the deadline, uh, three o'clock Eastern, it would have to be contract in, contract out. I would, unless. Well,
2: yeah, but his but Broberg would have to play the seven games um, for it to sort of click in. So I don't think that that contract's going to count.
0: The seven the seven games contract. in the NHL. What about what if he plays in the minors? Yeah,
2: so. that doesn't. He, if a contract slides is based on playing in the NHL. So playing okay. in the minors doesn't. Um, Acc- yeah, well that's he could, it could slide if he's.
0: Excellent, uh, excellent clarification on your part. Thank you very much. It's part of the reason why we – how much cap space do you have, the Oilers, now that they've taken on the $1.15 million, and we, we believe it's the full cap yet uh, for nothing to this point has been reported to suggest otherwise, uh, how much cap space do the Oilers actually have at this stage?
2: So as of this second, and of course, they, it could change with maneuvers, but they could add 2.2 just over 2.2 million of annual cap it that's what they could add that's with 22 um sort of healthy players on the roster well 21 if you don't count who will, will be quarantining um because last night they sent uh neil down and they sent um ennis down so that really that only leaves them actually right now with um, 11 healthy forwards. If Nuge is ready, that's that's 12 healthy forwards. So they could technically, if Nuge is ready for the next game, they they would likely have enough players to you know enough healthy forwards to fill the roster. Um, so that's. So that tells you there's about 2.2 million they could add. But as we've heard before from Holland, you need to make sure that there's some space for injuries because if they had another injury for a player for you know just a week or so, you need to be able to have room to call someone up. Um, if you don't have room to call them up, you have to do like Vegas has done and have to play shorthanded for one game before you can tap into that exception and and call guys up for no cap it. But I don't think the Oilers want to be playing shorthanded or anything. So you got to make sure you have room, you know, at least for a call up of a $700,000 guy. But They've got guys in the minors, you know, or in the taxi squad buried. Uh, and it's at a million. You know, they got Neil and Tourist now where it counts 1.075 um, if they call them up. So uh, you'd think they want to save about a million one for at least yep. one spot. Um, so, you know, it's probably, you know, they could probably safely add about a million or so um, of like an additional cap hit. Otherwise, you're, you're probably going to need to have some contracts going out unless you really want to risk it um, with some potential injuries. All right.
0: And, well, and the other one I'm going to ask you about is Bouchard. I mean, I'm just looking on the right side, and I wonder if at some point, because they can get to Bouchard after today a lot easier, Uh but there is, in his case, there's a bonus structure in his deal. Do they need uh, to to factor that in? Does that count against the cap? This is your area of expertise, so I'll throw this your way, Art.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. We'll, we'll try to not bore everyone, but no, it, for Bouchard because he was on their season opening roster when they set their LTIR pool. They remember they made some moves, and he was officially on the roster that. When they submitted the roster, um, when the season started, I think that was January 12th. Um, that there's a separate pool for performance bonuses, um, and so that his his bonuses were captured in that pool. So um, because of that, yeah, just just because he has eligible bonuses, that's not going to cut into their annual cap. It if he had been if he wasn't part of, if they didn't have anyone with performance bonuses when they set their LTR pool. Anyone with bonuses that they would call up or add would actually eat into their salary pool. So that's a little technical, but basically, no, Bouchard won't impact them because of his bonuses this year, where the impact is for anyone with bonuses, uh, anyone that earns bonuses this year is going to be a carryover overage for next year, because the Oilers are going to finish the year over $81.5 million of of cap it. That means that any bonuses that are earned, so whether that's by Mike Smith or Yamamoto, um, those are going to be a penalty and a charge for next year, like they had, which is like they had this year. They actually they took split. advantage. Um, they, they split yeah, they, this year. Yeah. So they exactly that was a one-time option. So they have already have three hundred and forty thousand of an overage for next year, resulting from last year, and then whatever is earned this year by Mike Smith and potentially Yamamoto are going to also be added to that. So
0: yeah. All right, Hart. I'm going to put you on the spot here, uh, Hart. Uh, yeah, Hart Levine joining us right now from Puck Media. And you, you know, a lot of the agents around the uh, business. I, I have a theory that some of the smaller agencies that are maybe running more boutique-ish uh, type of, uh, Uh, agencies maybe need a a dose of reality and the reality is there is nowhere near the money in the system as there once was we're at a flat cap for 81.5 uh you know players that were looking for eight million dollars a year in extensions uh might only be getting five and a half to six million dollars a year you talk to and communicate with these uh, agents do they see it that way right now
2: yeah i i well i think the ones that are dialed into reality. You're definitely seeing it. And, you know, in, in the conversations that I'm hearing, it's they're realizing, look, we got to, this summer coming up, we've got to get as much term as we can and get as much total contract dollars. Um, because I think last year there was a feeling like, well, maybe this is just a, a you know, one-time shortfall of revenue and the cap's going to go up in a, in a couple of years. So, you, know, you you saw guys like Hoffman and Hall, even Tyson Berry, taking shorter, or taking one-year deals, low money, thinking that maybe they can cash in next year. Well, now we know the cap's not moving for several years, you know, if at all. And so the the change from the agents that, that I'm hearing is, okay, well, this year, uh, you know, we're just going to get as much money locked in as we can. There's no point, you know, if, what's the point of signing another one or two year deal? The cap's not going to go up as much, and now my player is one or two years older, and to, you know, generally means they're going to make less. So I think for the UFA's, it's sort of getting as much total dollars as possible. You look at Tanner Pearson. I mean, you know i i'm sure that um the the Canucks would have been happy with a 2 year deal but I, I you know i would believe that the agent was pushing for that third year and maybe that even you, you know maybe they gave up a little bit of aav for that but oh, they I definitely think that's what did. you're going to see yeah i think what you're going to see is you know instead of the like a hopping on a 1 year 4 million dollar guy him or someone else you know it's going to be a, a few more years and maybe still like that suppressed pressed cap but at least getting more more years and more total dollars locked in
0: All right. Great stuff, Hart. Uh, How do people follow you?
2: Uh, follow on Twitter at Puckpedia and go to the website puckpedia.com. It's a, it's a busy day on there. And we the homepage right now, all the trades are right at the top of the homepage. So you can see what's all going on. All right.
0: There you go. It's 1128 in Edmonton. A quick text goes, I like the Kulikov pickup on the Ashley Five Floors text line. It makes the orders incrementally better. And who knows? Maybe he'll excel here. Back to Bouchard. I still think he should have played it at least as much as Lagason and Jones. Ultimately, if they get into injury trouble in the playoffs, they could have used a defenseman who could have played both the left or the right side. Again, you can text us at, uh, 780496, 0063. Uh, keep texting us with your thoughts. Uh, hey, I'm not the biggest fan, says Dan and Okotoks, but from a pure rental purposes, does Hoffman make any sense? He's a pure shooter. Um, and I, uh, yeah, that's from Dan and Oktos. I'd say long shot, we'll wait and see. It's 11.29. We might be hearing from Dmitry Kulikov in the next half hour, along with Rob Brown and John Shannon. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.